Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Weather's getting warmer. Holidays are coming up, and that means Brewers Outlet. Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Ah, go stock up now. Imports, domestics, microbrews, they have the best selection of beer anywhere. Lots of wine coolers, great selection there. Water, you need snacks. Lots and lots of snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and out every day. They have six great flavors of slushies. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we are in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. New inventory, Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Sunbury Motors has them all. Great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. From sales to service you are taken care of because customer service means everything. It's Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. The Phillies lost yesterday 5-1, to one, but they took the lead on a fabulous double steal. And a throw over to first. They got Harper picked off. McCutcheon breaks for the plate, the throw, and he is safe at home plate. McCutcheon gets underneath the tag of Jan Gomes, and the Phillies have a one nothing lead. Scott Fransky with the call on the Phillies Network, as heard on Eagle 107. Uh, normally when you do that and take the lead on a play like that, you knew, usually win the game. It turned out the only run the Phillies had. Lost 5-1. to one. Although the Phillies have played, I think, pretty well so far. All right. Uh, fully vaccinated NFL players and staff will no longer be required to wear, to wear masks at team facilities uh, the league sent the memo out this afternoon. The policy change is effective immediately in the NFL. The NFL's Health and Safety Department made the decision after the CDC uh, updated the COVID-19 mask guidelines for the U.S. yesterday. Uh, the league is encouraging but not requiring players to be vaccinated. Non-players, though, are expected to be vaccinated unless they have a medical or religious exemption. Those who are not vaccinated working in the NFL, you know, as staff, will not be allowed to interact with the players. But if you're fully vaccinated, you're good to go. And you don't have to wear a mask either in the NFL. So that guidance was put out by the NFL today. All right, so let's get to the schedule. Matt was obsessed with the schedule. Obsessed. Uh, His birthday present... uh, today is that the Eagles aren't playing so they can't lose (laughs) Uh, John Breach from CBSSports.com does a great job of covering the league and John put together a fabulous article on scheduling quirks 
in the schedule release on Wednesday night. So let's get to some of the schedule quirks. Let's start with this. The Cleveland Browns are going to do something that no NFL team has done in 30 years, not since 1991. They're going to be playing back-to-back games against the same opponent. They're going to be playing the Baltimore Ravens in Week 12 and in Week 14. You're saying, well, how could it be playing back-to-back? It turns out that the Browns' bye week is Week 13. That's why the Ravens aren't the Ravens aren't playing the Browns back-to-back, but the Browns are playing the Ravens back-to-back. Right? They're in Baltimore in Week 12, bye week, and then they have the Ravens in Cleveland in Week 14. Last time that happened was 30 years ago when the Chargers and the Seahawks played back-to-back, back in 1991. The Jets and Dolphins were actually scheduled to play each other back-to-back last year, but that didn't happen because of the pandemic. Their schedules got rearranged. And there you go. Uh, that's what. Uh, that's the one back-to-back right there. What about the Ravens? So let's stick with the Ravens for a moment. John points out that the Ravens will be playing four consecutive home games this fall. It is just the seventh time in the last 30 years that's happened. Now, it happened with the pandemic with the Steelers last year. There was some rearranging. 2016 with the Raiders, Dolphins, and Packers, they all did it. 2015, Tennessee did it, and Houston did it in 2008. So what happened when they played with the four-game homestands? Five of the six went 4-0 or 3-1 and in the homestand. The only one that failed was the Titans in 2015. They went 0-4. You want to drive down season ticket sales, that's how you do it. <laughs> so the Ravens will play four straight home games in 2021. The Bears do not play consecutive road games at any point this season. It's only the fourth time since 2010 that's happened. Now, since 2010, the Ravens in 19, the Packers in 13, and the Atlanta Falcons in 2012 all ended up winning their division. The Bears do not play consecutive road games at any point this season. How about the Washington football team? All right, Rodgers, this is what you got here. They will close out with five consecutive games against division opponents. To put that in perspective, only three other teams will even play four division opponents over the final five weeks. Dallas, Philadelphia, Carolina. It's the first time since 1995 that a team closes the season with five consecutive division opponents. Only four teams in the NFL will have to play their opening two games on the road. They are the Minnesota Vikings, the Denver Broncos, the Dallas Cowboys, and the San Francisco 49ers. At the opposite end of the spectrum, only two teams close the season with back-to-back road games. State College's Matt Rule with the Carolina Panthers 
and Mount Carmel's Brett Veach, Kansas City Chiefs. Try to localize the story here if we can, Chad. The Patriots. Okay. There will be no, by the way, nobody will cry over this, because obviously the Patriots in this area of the world do not bring themselves terms of endearment. But they will face three teams this season that will be coming off of bye weeks. It's usually something, by the way, that we do check on the Penn State schedule all the time. Oh, they got two weeks to get ready? Great. Well, Patriots will have to do it three times. Now, normally everybody faces somebody coming off a bye week. Nope, not Carolina. They don't face a single team this season that's coming off a bye. The Denver Broncos have been a staple of Monday night football. From 1991 to 2020, the Broncos have made at least one appearance on Monday night football. Longest active streak in the NFL. They are not on Monday night football this year. As we know, the Steelers have statistically the hardest schedule. Statistically, who has the easiest schedule? The Philadelphia Eagles. They don't play a single road game this season against the team that had a winning record last year. The Eagles do not have a single road game this season against any team that had a winning record a year ago. In fact, here you go, Chad. I'm going to give you the trivia question. All right. The Eagles have 17 opponents in 2021. How many of the 17 had a winning record in 2020? Mm. I'm going to guess seven. Three. Oh, wow. After their game on November 14th, which is Week 10 against Denver... It's the last time the Eagles have to fly all season, the regular season. Everything else is in their neighborhood. Washington, wow. Washington Jets, Giants, Baltimore. I mean, they're all, everything is all or, or playing at home. Hmm. Who is the king of Thursday football? Amazon Prime. Yeah, Amazon Prime. <laughs> actually, it's actually not this year. It's going to be Fox this year, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, but the king of Thursday football this year will be the Dallas Cowboys. They are on Thursday night football three times this year. You're saying, yeah, that's insane. Except you have to look at it with a little more, there's a little more logic to it. Now, the Bears in 2019 and the 2000 Detroit Lions also played three Thursday games. But this is how it worked out. Number one, the Cowboys are opening the season on a Thursday, so that that doesn't come into play. Okay, they're going through the preseason and open on Thursday as they play the Tampa Bay Bucks. So that's their first Thursday game is the opener. So that's not a problem. They always play on Thanksgiving, so that's always there. The Cowboys are always guaranteed the one Thursday game every year. They always play on Thanksgiving. They also have another Thursday game as part of the package. So in the first 13 weeks of the season, the Cowboys play three Thursday games, with the 13th week being Thanksgiving. 
Okay. On week 14, the Colts, Dolphins, Eagles, and Patriots all have a week 14 bye. That is the latest scheduled bye any team has been given since the NFL expanded to 32 teams in 2002. Now, the previous record for the latest bye actually went to Tampa Bay last year. And after the bye, the Bucks never lost a game. How about that? Interesting. Okay. In fact, late buys have been the trend with Super Bowl champions. In 2016, 2016, the Patriots had a buy in Week 9. In 17, the Eagles' buy was Week 10. In 18, the Patriots' buy was Week 11. In 19, the Chiefs' buy was Week 12. In 20, in week thir- it was week 13 for Tampa Bay. So he's got 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Each year it's gone up. So in week 14, is that where we find the Super Bowl champion? Patriots, Dolphins, Eagles, Colts? Starting in week two, the Dallas Cowboys are going to play eight straight games against teams that finished under 500 last year. Meanwhile, the Steelers and the Carolina Panthers closed the season with four straight games against teams that made the playoffs last year. The Steelers have the Titans, the Chiefs, Cleveland, and Baltimore. Carolina, they've got the Buffalo Bills, the New Orleans Saints, and Tampa Bay twice. And in week one, the L.A. Chargers will take on Washington. It'll mark just the fourth time ever that the reigning Offensive Rookie of the Year, Justin Herbert, has played against the reigning Defensive Rookie of the Year, Chase Young, in the season opener. There are some of your scheduling anomalies. Outstanding research work done by John Breach of CBSSports.com. John, great job. We'll take a break. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Last holiday party we had, which was a year and a half ago, the suit moonwalk to this. Fabulous. Talk about the. It kind of it got a little scary. I know Chad, you left. Uh, so <laughs> I loved your play-by-play of it, though. <laughs> what could we do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when you have to sit there and you have to tell people, no, 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 everybody, just I mean, he's almost done. I mean, it, that, that's a, that doesn't help. <laughs> Great to have you with us today on the show. Having a lot of fun today. Great to have Joe Putnam on the show talking about minor league baseball. Gabe Sindicropi and the Cutters people have done a phenomenal job uh, getting them ready for their opener, and they're going to go 100%. State College is going to go 100%. And that was the point, really, of the interview, is that there have been so many events that were... I was really surprised at how quickly some people canceled events this year. 
when the Central Pennsylvania Festival of the Arts canceled, look around and go, what are you doing? Wait. I mean, wait a little bit. It's all right. You can wait. Nobody's out there setting up a booth as we speak. It's no big deal. We're all good. But they canceled. And then Heritage Days in Felsburg, which I mentioned is 24 miles west of here, they canceled. And then the People's Choice Festival canceled. I know we had Steve Keener, the CEO of Little League Baseball, on. You know, they're taking all the precautions they have. And because they're taking the precautions that they are taking at this point, uh, they have um, uh, it's going to be parents only. Okay, that's fine. Uh, but So now let's talk about what you can go to. And that's why we had Joe on the show. And we'll get Gabe on the show you know, next week at some point. Got to get Gabe on to talk about the Cutters situation. But the Cutters and the Spikes are both going to be playing. You already have Redding playing right now. Scranton Wilkesbury is playing. And, uh, and Altoona is playing. They all started on May the 4th. We had Rich Scarcella on the show earlier in the week, and Redding had already played six home games. And obviously this guidance that has now come, come out that I mean, you want to talk about after going through last year where all the timing was bad for minor league baseball. Was, all of it was bad for minor league baseball. Now you got it now you have a time frame where suddenly the timing is right for minor league baseball. I mean the, the, the cutters and the spikes were both sitting there two months ago. Wondering how many people can they get into the ballpark, and I guess what the number would have been fifty at that point. And the guidance then changed, obviously as time went. So, um, I had texted Joe Putnam. Look, if I was in March. Um, yeah. It was March 15th. So March 15th, I texted Joe Putnam. It's going to be 50% by April 4th. Remember that the governor kicked it up. So that was so suddenly baseball had some good news. I said, I think it might be 75% by May 4th and 100% by May 24th. So I was a little bit off. It was 50%, obviously, April 4th. It got to 70, it'll get to 75% actually on Monday, so the 17th. So I was off by 13 days. And then 100 by May 24th, I was off by seven days. It's pretty good for the dopey sportscaster to have that kind of feel. and But that's, a, I mean, it worked out for them. Now, it's hard in the opening week for them to go to 75% because distancing is still involved. But they can go to 100% both Williamsport and State College Memorial Day. Right out of the gate. So, that's... You know that's a big plus, and that's you know, and again you're talking about what are your entertainment options, and that is part of your entertainment option. And I think that uh, you know they hung in there, and in hanging in there, it's going. It, of all the crazy things that's going to end up working out for them.
Last year the timing was wrong. This year the timing is right. Life's all about timing. And our timing worked out today because we've got Chad with us today. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. You're on News Radio 1070, WKOK. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Well, you have warmer weather. You have holidays coming up. Memorial Day, 4th of July. Or maybe even one you made up. You need to stock up. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. Six great flavors of slushies. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. Well, at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the Beverage Supermarket. And we are in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Look, when you have Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, great pre-owned inventory, you go over to the lot, you start dreaming. And guess what? They have a sales staff that can make the dream come true for you and a fabulous service department that keeps the dream alive. Is all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Humble's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Friday. It is time for the king. Hey, brother, what up? Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. Doing good. What are you up to? We have Chad today. Chad's with yep. us today. So yep. It's great to have Chad. Chad on the show today, basically saving the entire program. <laughs> we, we were just comparing notes, and the king says that the weather's just like it is here up there. Beautiful. Oh, it's nice here. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt about that. Could stay like this forever. No hotter, no colder. Just stay just like this. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it's. It's really beautiful. I'm going to hit the golf course tonight for a little while. Uh, I know Jack called me today. Jack Cam called me today. We're setting up something to go play golf here down the road pretty soon. Good. Good. So so yeah, we're we're getting cranked up to have some good times here. Cool. I had Paul. Pacliere, I can never pronounce his last name. Paul Pasqualoni. Yeah, he was here last Saturday after I talked. He sat here for an hour and talked about bowl games and, um, you know, talked about he says that kid who went to Tampa is going to be a can't miss in the NFL. The kid from Florida. Oh, yeah? Trask, yeah. yeah he oh, loves Kyle him. Trask? He likes Kyle yeah. Trask, huh? Yeah. The only about Trask, the only part about Trask I'm not sure about 
is arm strength, but yeah, I mean it's the only part I'm not sure about. I think I, you want to talk about a guy that knows how to play? Kyle Trask knows how to play. Yeah, and I think he'll learn from the guy in front of him. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what he said. He couldn't have gone to a better place because Brady, you know, Brady can teach, you know, and. Brady knows he's not going to be there forever, and it'd be a good project. But he he, he looks at me, and goes, "I'm a Gator." <laughs> All right. He loves it down there. He said the stadium's right in the middle of the campus. It's, I know. Said, it's yeah. absolutely the best college atmosphere he's ever been in. So, well, uh, I'll tell you, I, I've I've been inside the stadium, uh, not yeah. for a game, but I've been inside the stadium because. Uh, Years ago, Penn State played an NIT game at Florida. Yep. And, in fact, Penn State won the game. Uh, and so went over for shoot-around. And it's interesting, the, the O'Connell Center where they play basketball is attached. It's all – well, I shouldn't say it's attached. It's just all part of one big building. Yep. And the swimming pool where they produce so many Olympians – is within the confines of the building. So when you walk in for shoot-around, the first thing you notice is, man, this place smells like chlorine. <laughs> <laughs> so so Dick Girardi and I are like, what the heck? So Dick said, hey, you want to go over to the football stadium? Because the football stadium literally is across the street. Girardi said, hey, this is great. Let's go over. Because, look, you see one shoot around, you see them all. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We we went in there, counted bodies, and went, got it. Okay. It looks like everybody's a president accounted for. Okay. So let's go over and see something we haven't seen before. So we walk through the pool area. We're like, oh, no wonder it smells like chlorine. Here's the problem, <laughs> right here. And one picture of one Olympian after another. All these Olympic gold medalists. And we go across the street. Now this is 2009. I don't know if it's the same now, but it was wide open. You could walk right in, and we walked right in onto the field. <laughs> yeah, they see, he told me that they leave the stadium open for the students, and they can run stairs. They can, he said all day long there's people running up and around the stadium, up and down the stairs. They're allowed to use it, and he said it builds unity in the school. So when they have games, it's like, that's why it's such a great place to play. He, uh, students are allowed to use the stadium whenever they want to. They put Very in cool. club seat. They put club seats in the end zone, but they put two thousand of them in, and it was actually you know. And when they put two thousand seats in the swamp, when Penn State was putting club seats in, they actually used part of the Florida model as to what they did by putting the club seats in the end zone here. Except they put four thousand of them in here. Right. Hey, Penn State's still a shrine. He loves, he, he wants to go back to State College. He said to say hi to you. He knows your name. So, yep. He's a good dude, man. I was just I was just sitting here listening to his stories and the, the different bowl games and how UConn screwed him over. And <laughs> I'm like, well, well, they haven't gotten any better after you left. So. Well, to be honest with you, look at Syracuse football. When Penn State Penn State ended up playing Syracuse in 2008 and 2009, mm-hmm. and people were critical of the schedule at the time because 
Syracuse was down. Except you put schedules together, especially not your non-conference schedule, years in advance. When they put Syracuse on the schedule, Paul was still the coach. Yep. And Syracuse was winning 10 games a year under Paul Pasqualoni. Yeah, his winning percentage is huge. He's like, at Syracuse, he's like 158 and 50, you know? And so, I mean, and of course, then somebody gets the idea, I think we can do better. Really? You can? <laughs> okay, okay, excuse me, over here at the wall, have you seen your history? Yeah. All right? No, you're not going to get better. Okay, you are what you are. This guy has made you as good as you can be, and they haven't been that good since he left. And in fact, hey, I thought he, he coached did... Donovan McNabb. He coached you know? McNabb. Also, I mean, look, he had a lot. He made them a a, a ten game winner. Well, I'm yeah. telling you, at Syracuse, that's your top out number. There, there's your top out number. He did it, and you know what? I think the job he got after he left. Syracuse, he did a good job. It was with the Dallas Cowboys, if I recall yep. correctly. Yeah, he'd been yeah. with the Cowboys, the Dolphins, the Lions. Um, I'm not sure if there's any, at least those three. Uh, yeah. But definitely the Cowboys. So I think he was linebacker coach. Makes sense because he was, a, he was a, you know, look, he was a good linebacker here, my man. So, yeah. Uh, all right. We will take a break. And we'll come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection, imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice cold 12 packs and dozens of 24 ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So, whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury wants to see you and thank you for your years of patronage. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. You should see the suit on air guitar with this. It's incredible. <laughs> Chad, don't laugh. <laughs> I'm trying not to. I'm 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 picturing that in my head, and I just uh, no comment. I mean, his his the biggest event of his year is coming up, and that, it, it's an event where just cars go around in a circle. 
Yeah, I a lot. I personally, if if I drive 500 miles, I want to get somewhere. You <laughs> 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 end up at the spot you started. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah, I think you just explained his biggest event. All right, so all right, so I guess we have to do what headlines for next week. So what will the headlines be? Ah, there we go. All right, I'll start. Ready? I'm ready. How many Yankees will test positive for COVID-19 this week after being vaccinated? I guess what, all of them are asymptomatic, I think? Oh, but one. But one guy, he's had COVID and got the shots and got COVID again. Jeez. Wow. That's tough. Yeah, I can't figure out how the virus got in there, but you can definitely still get the virus if you're vaccinated. So, yeah, what's his name? That uh, uh, Mar, Bill Mar. Yeah, Bill Mar. Yeah, he tested positive for COVID. Well, and he's vaccinated. Yeah, well, again, they said it was ninety percent, right? That means ten percent can. Yeah. Right. Well, so it's actually when you have nine, eight or nine players on one team test positive, there's something going on there. You know, yeah. that they're easily passing it to each other. So they're also getting tested a lot too. Well, yeah, um, they're tested yeah. daily, but that yeah. means people will still be walking around with it. So yeah, right. It's, it's a bit scary, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I chart it here and. Everything went down here last year at this time without a vaccine. You know, the numbers went down. The key is in the fall, what's going to happen. And when everybody's vaccine starts wearing down, which is coming in the next month, what's going to happen? They don't know, and that's the answer. I don't think nobody's known, <laughs> nobody's known the entire time. They have a lot of people spotting off like they know what they're talking, and nobody knows. Nobody <laughs> knows. <laughs> nobody knows. That is scary. Chad, <laughs> yeah. what is your headline? Well, I'm wondering, uh, because Monday is the 17th of May, um, I'm wondering how many people are going to forget that Monday <laughs> is tax day. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. Because, yeah, you know, tax day was moved no, ahead. So I know. I didn't. <laughs> Believe me, I didn't. I, I didn't either. Out. I had mine in before the 15th of April. So but, yeah. uh, We mailed ours two days ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sending mine electronically this weekend. Yeah, I'm on Obamacare. and Oh, my God. Now I owe. You know, it's yeah. just. Yeah. Not a good situation, but that's the way it goes. At least I have insurance. So. All right, here's <laughs> mine. One, <Chad. laughs> how, how, how many no-hitters will be thrown in baseball next week? <laughs> well, hopefully the Red Sox throw one, because there's this guy, it's called Jordan Furniture, and if yeah. the Red Sox throw a no-hitter, he'll all free furniture for a whole day for anyone who goes in. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and, what's, and what's the location? <laughs> well, it's in Boston. It's he's got one in New Haven. He's uh, he's had this offer for like six years, and they've never thrown a no hitter. So now, of course, you know, yeah, I think people so they understand how this works. 
somebody does a promotion like that, they take out insurance on it. So, I'm sure. Yeah, so yeah. They're, they're covered by like, hey, whoa. It's, you know, <laughs> or you it, tax money. <laughs> yeah, it, oh. But it's a, it's a great promotion for them. Uh, oh. Okay. Yeah, My next one is how many Gronkowskis will get beat up by a boxer. <laughs> Did you oh, see geez. that? No. Rob Gronkowski's brothers all lined up to fight this one guy, and they each fought one round, and he knocked every one of them out. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> They're all huge, muscular guys. But this guy was a boxer, and he just walloped the crap out of each one of them. Oh. It and is. Rob was the referee, and the guy said, come on, Rob, let's go. And Rob was like, I don't think so, man. Oh. Uh, the brains of the operation, <laughs> no. Yeah, the money in the operation. Yeah, so. I'll bet. I'll bet Tampa Bay sat there and went, "You're not going to fight him." No, you're under. <laughs> you are not fighting him. I'm oh, just, this guy's. Just, I mean, they, they wasn't even a fight, and he fought four rounds. There's four brothers. He knocked all four of them out. Oh, I just geez. watched it like right before I came on. How proud of the parents on that one. <laughs> yeah, that's my boy. Yeah, that's my boy, too. Uh, and uh, it's like... It's just in a big pile in the corner. Yeah, it's like, do we have enough stretchers? What's going on here? Yeah. So, so Chad, Chad, what's your next one? So this is... Um, Matt told me I was to come up with things, you know, we're watching for in the, in the coming days. And um, my parents, uh, I've been helping them the last two days. They're moving. They're downsizing. And so I'm looking forward to um, them being fully moved and that um, my muscles, um, you know, get back to normal be- after being sore all week. But I got to tell you uh, an interesting story. The guy that was uh, helping move their furniture yesterday that they hired to move was telling me that his daughter is a teacher in an exclusive school down in Florida. And she has Alex Rodriguez's um, kids in her class, one of his one of his kids, I don't remember which one. Cool. But uh, he said to his daughter, he says, "Hey, do you have Alex Rodriguez's cell phone number?" And her reply to her father was, "Yes, I do." And he told me not to give it out to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Money talks. <laughs> well, he and uh, like I said when I began the show yesterday, and I talked a little bit about in the opening half hour today, the one point five billion. That the Rodriguez group, obviously it's not just him, but the Rodriguez group is paying Glenn Taylor to buy the Minnesota Timberwolves of the NBA, I think is a benchmark for if the NBA wants to expand, which I think they will, because it's a, as I pointed out many times, it's a quick cash method after the pandemic to get some franchises back on track, or at least close the gap. And if that $1.5 billion is a benchmark, they could be commanding as much as $2 billion per expansion franchise. You expand by two, that's $4 billion in the coffers of the teams. Wow. I, I think the NBA's got problems. Their ratings are way down. So. Well, way and down I know the, why. That's my next one. Well, I mean, they're down, at, but the key is they want more money in their next TV deal. They're right. getting two two point six billion a year between the one point four billion from ESPN, and people don't realize TNT pays one point two billion a year. Jeez. And, no one's and, watching it, and they've got ratings problems for a lot of different reasons. So yeah, 
Uh, All right, so my my, my next uh, one is uh, so the Penguins begin the playoffs and advance. They've got the Islanders in the opening round, which should be a really good series. That could go all the way to seven. Oh, by the way, at some point in the next ten days, they have to come up with some agreement with Canada to let teams go back and forth, because when they get to the third round of the playoffs, one of the Canadian teams is going to have to be playing an American team. It's a problem. Oh, by the way, here's my other... Here's my other headline. John Gallagher, whom I just think the world of, is going to do everything he can in his power to let the world know that Hartford needs to be Division One. Uh, that broke my heart, but he's not going to win. So he's not going to win. I, I know he's not going to, but you know, in fact, I'm going to I'm going to text him after the show, see if I can get him on the show in the next two weeks here. He should move on. He's too good of a coach. They 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 got screwed. They finally make the tournament, and then they demote him to you know. What do you tell the kids you've recruited? I know, I know. It's it's just I don't know. I don't understand what's going on. Which leads me to my next one is I believe the NBA's got a problem because of this allowing these players to pick their own teammates. You know. And it's reached the point where, like the Celtics, um, that's a team that we hear the most about here. Sure. Oh, what's wrong with them? Oh, how come this? Well, they don't have three superstars. That's what's wrong. They're just not as good as these other teams. Brooklyn was the doormat, and now Brooklyn is just, like, loaded. They got three first ballot Hall of Famers on them because they all want to play together. And that's... To me, it's ruining the game, you know? Build the team the way you're supposed to build the team, and and people will enjoy the competition, not dominance of one team. Well, we built a good team today with you and Chad. Had a great time. This was fun, as always. It's fun. Have Have a a great great weekend, guys. Have a great weekend, everybody. Today's show has been brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And thanks for joining us all week from the Sunbury Motors Studio on News Radio 1070 WKOK.